Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, this edition of Mindset Matters. And as I am every week, every single week, I am joined by my lovely, talented, uber smart, very cool wife, Stephanie Hamilton. Well, it's a good thing we have these things planned because then we wouldn't see each other. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, we're here at Mindset Matters, and what we're talking about today is around setting boundaries. Now, I know this one is dear to your heart. Uh, We often talk about boundaries with some of our coaching clients. And uh, when when it comes to Mindset Matters, why are boundaries... Uh, even a topic? Well, I think they are because they can be construed as something negative. Now, when you're setting a boundary for yourself or you're setting a boundary for somebody else, it's really about the rules or the limits that we set within relationships. Boundaries can be, um, they can be positive. They can be saying yes to something. They can be saying no to something. But what it really is, is that we want to be comfortable in opening ourselves up to people. We want intimacy. We want friendship. We want relationships. But ultimately, we want to be okay. We want to feel safe in them. And if we don't have boundaries, then we sometimes can just move all over the place and willy-nilly and saying yes to things we want to say no to and no to things we don't even understand because we're not clearly aligned with our values. Now, the reason boundaries are so important to me is that from a young age, I started to learn that when I honored my boundaries and I expressed them, and the line I love is, we teach people how to treat us, then there was a lot healthier your relationships and I was able to trust and trust my gut, trust myself, and I was able to trust people with with my heart. So here's around boundaries what I get from it when I think about boundaries and we talk about healthy boundaries, right? You know, we hear these conversations all the time about having healthy boundaries. You uh you just what you brought up is around where we're being reactive, we don't really have boundaries, and the next thing you know, we could fall into that victim mindset. This happened to me, that happened to me, and these things are happening to me, but the reality of it is is if we step back from it, which is what you know, I often say, step back, look at it, get rid of the feeling, which is another conversation, and think it through, get into your head about thinking it through and understanding that where am I responsible for that? Where am I accountable? Oh, geez, I didn't have a healthy boundary. I didn't have any boundary. I just let things happen. Shit happens to me. People just walk into my life. And so they walk all over me. Okay, so it's like, you know, in a uh, let's really dumb it down. And I don't want to say dumb it down. It's probably not the right term. But let's just simple something that an example is that 
when we, I often have a conversation with people over the years around time management. And, and I often say, well, you can't actually manage time. What you have to manage is your focus. So time just is. It just keeps on ticking. So what is your focus management? And this goes back to boundaries. Because if you are a manager, if you're somebody that has that, and many are proud of it, I have an open door policy, well, quit it. You know, there's a, they're right there. That means you don't have a boundary around that. So when it comes to focus management or time management, depending on what context you want to hold that in, you don't have a boundary that manages your focus. So in other words, people walk in, you've got an open door policy, as opposed to a boundary that says between one o'clock and two o'clock, my door is open. If you've got a problem, if you've got a discussion that you need to have that is outside of our normal meetings and schedules and that kind of thing, come at that time. Mm -hmm. Other than that, my door's not open. But that has to be clearly communicated. And I think what we, uh, one but, of our but, last- But hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I want to interrupt just one second. Is, is, I know it's not a debate, but I'm wondering, is that is where the boundary lives, right? Is communicated clearly. Yes. That we had a podcast a while back on our, our basically our rule book. What do we, what are the rules that we live by? And boundaries are also part of that. So if we have in, in my world, I call them got a minutes. Back in the day, we learned mm -hmm. about got a minutes. So if my door is open or you sign up for a got a minute, and then someone comes in and, and they go, if they go, got a minute. And I go, actually, no, I don't at this point. So, but they understand the languaging. Or back in when I was working in Edmonton and I had an office and a desk, I would put my bobblehead on the end of my desk. And that would mean that I'm, I'm okay to talk. But if the bobblehead wasn't there, please, in an open office type environment, don't, don't come, don't send me an email, don't say got a minute, because I won't be able to take the distraction. Because focus is a thing. And we talked about um, mindset when we're focused and we don't have a boundary around that, we can get completely distracted. So that goes back to setting healthy boundaries. That's a tactic and a system to actually honor the boundary. The first phase of that is to actually create the boundary. And then how do I communicate it? And then how do I make sure people understand what the boundary is? And here's, here's the signals that that boundary is in place. And this, in this case, we're talking about focus management and go, got a minutes. Now, when we talk about other boundaries, we're actually talking about boundaries, for example, about emotional, mental uh, boundaries that we may have with others and how they treat us, how they actually speak to us. Is that, a you know, where, you know, don't talk to me that way is that's a boundary. So in other words, if you're going to approach me, you better be coming at me respectfully and not trying to attack my character, not, a, not, not trying to put me down. So can we talk a little bit about those boundaries or, or, or is that the wrong conversation? No, 100%. We have to know who we are. We have to know, this is again, hilarious, back to the values conversations. You have to know what your limits are. You have to know who you are, your values. What are, what are you willing to put up with? And when you know yourself and you have that level of self-awareness, you know what you can put up with and you know, and people then will hear you differently. But yes, don't come at me without, without respect. But the line I've always used is that respect is earned. I have to have self-respect first. And then when I respect myself, I can then honor myself enough to have a boundary so that when I do want to approach somebody, I'm always coming at them with a certain level of respect because A, I respect myself and do unto others. You know, I want to be treated a certain way. So that's a boundary. So we also get caught up in, in how we're feeling at the time. 
So if we get caught up in our emotions and then we just give a little bit too much and we feel taken advantage of, we've not honored a boundary. So boundaries are definitely emotional. They're very, uh, they can be practical and pragmatic, like the door, you know, you can meet me between one and two or whatever, the God a minute. But ultimately, it's us being responsible and having enough self-respect to know what our lines are. So how do we put this into a kind of a practical way of creating boundaries? And let's use something a little more challenging with how, for example, somebody, let's use a, a context is how somebody treating us in business where they're maybe using, I don't know, maybe they use a lot of sarcasm. They're being, you know, passive aggressive in how they are speaking to us. They're being manipulative within that passive aggressive tendency. How do we create, how do we stop that? How do we actually create a boundary with it when that boundary is continuing to be crossed? Now I've had the experience of passive aggressive and I've had the experience of sarcasm and manipulation and the it was like the first time it when it first started to happen it was like did that really just happen is that really what's going on here but and over time that personality trait and that individual started to show up more and all of a sudden that gray line of crossing just became an open line and so that was my fault in that I didn't create that boundary really early. And man, oh man, did I pay a price for that. But at, at, at that time, it should have been like, slow the fuck down. What do you think you're, who do you think you're talking to? What do you, you like? I should have, now maybe not, that's not the right approach. No, you're shitting all over yourself now. Don't should. No, no, no. <laughs> Go back and should. I'm not going back. I'm looking at that scenario and saying, I allowed somebody to cross a line and I even second guessed that I had that line. That was my lack of clarity in boundaries. So we have to be clear on what those boundaries are. And I just use that as an example. It's a great example because what I love about you is that you always give respect and trust first. People have to un, un, uh, unget that <laughs> from you. You know what? I, I do get that. But there is a place when it comes to knowing your boundaries and how you are willing to be treated is that there is, that's a practice. And if you're not used to being manipulated, we haven't been around a lot of passive aggressive people in, no. in our business. We just don't attract that. So when it does happen, it's quite shocking, right? So it's all, again, building building resilience and building the boundaries as they come and as you learn more, because as you learn more, you do better and we go from there. But when you don't have the boundary, then what happens is we live in a state of ambiguity. And when we're in ambiguity, anything goes. So... Yeah, I think that's such a great one. When we live, when we when we are ambiguous with ourselves, when we're not even clear what our boundary is, you know, we have to then look at it and go, you know, I if I feel if I'm feeling being taken advantage of, or I am being taken advantage of, I have to first ask myself, where did I not communicate clearly? Where did I not communicate at all? Was I even aware that I had this boundary? And then we take responsibility for it first. Always, you know the. In a, in a growth mindset world, in a top performer world, we actually first ask ourselves, and from my point of view, where am I responsible for this? And we always are 100% responsible. 100% responsible. But not everybody who's listening to this will get that. Okay, so what I'm saying is, is that's a level of development, of self-discovery, 
that we start to look at and take responsibility for where we don't have boundaries, yet we get pissed off at somebody when they cross this this line. That, that they didn't even know about. They didn't even know about it. And then we didn't even know we had the line. All that we know is that when somebody crosses it, it pisses us off. Or we feel a certain way. Or we feel a certain way. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, too, is is knowing as you're starting to grow and, and have your boundaries and, and, and if you have put up or tolerated things for a while with a certain situation or a certain person, it's it gets harder and harder to say no, and it gets harder and harder to put a boundary up because people are then used to you being a certain way. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you put this boundary up and they're like, what the heck happened to Francie? Mm-hmm. Like he used to be such a good guy. Now he's an ass. Yeah, and totally. No, you're not. And you actually just finally stood up for yourself in a, in a gentle, non-ambiguous way. Yeah, and you know, there's there's some fundamental tools here that we can use, and and this was uh, and these are th- things that I've used on more than one occasion, by the way. So I I live which that which I speak, and it's from experience. And one of the most difficult things in the word that you used was what are we tolerating, and it, it came I think some from some version of uh, what I was reading at the time with uh, Rising Strong by. Brene Brown. Brene Brown and her original work, right? And she used the term, I think, courageous conversations. And how do you have those conversations? How do you... The story I'm telling myself. The story I'm telling myself, right? So these are all tools, by the way, that you can use if you've been tolerating something and you're seeing that line get crossed. You know, first off, are you clear on your boundaries? You have to own that. And if you're not, if you haven't actually expressed those boundaries then you have to take responsibility for that. And you have to clean clean that up with the other person or the other people, right? I'd be willing to have to walk away because if they've been in relationship with you or there's been a situation or you're in business or a friendship or relationship and you've tolerated a certain level of behavior and all of a sudden in your own journey, your own personal growth, you've got a now and this boundary that I will not be treated like that. Mm-hmm. Then you take a look and go, I've been tolerating that for however long and that person doesn't know I've been angry this whole time or pissed off this whole time, or I've been ducking and jiving just to make sure that I fit in with that relationship or that person. And I haven't been true to myself. Mm-hmm. So boundaries are also about understanding that if we're not true to ourselves, why would we then expect anyone to be true to us? Well, that's integrity, right? If we're not being true to ourselves, we're out of integrity. And we can allow ourselves to be out of integrity in certain circumstances. And that's what we're trying to do. Next level of understanding, right? So tolerate. How do we deal with somebody? I'm going to give a couple of thoughts. First off, you know, the book Rising Strong, Brene Brown, I think that's a must read for anybody that's on a journey of self-discovery and understanding themselves a little bit better. That's just such a great book. She That was one of her best sellers for sure. It's great. So the point is this, is how do you approach it? So if somebody says something, you know, rather than be reactive and confrontation, because that's what most people don't want, is how do I do that without being confrontational? Okay. So let's say you do something to me, Stephanie. You've done something to me. Something to you, you did something yeah. to me, right? You've crossed a line. There's a boundary that you broke. Maybe I haven't expressed it, but that's fine. I'm going to have a conversation with you. And I'm going to lead that conversation with Stephanie. You know, when you did XYZ, The story I'm telling myself is that you did that to uh, offend me. You did that to get take advantage of me. You did that without my permission. You did that with a hidden agenda. That's the story I'm telling myself. 
then that gives you the opportunity to respond and go, no, that's actually not what's happened. That's just a story you're telling yourself. Or it wasn't my intention, but I respect and honor the fact that that's how it landed for you. Totally. So when you elevate your conversation and understand the reason we don't have boundaries with in most most of the time in intimate relationships is because we're afraid of rejection, Mm -hmm. right? So the conversation stops at Mm -hmm. you hurt me. Mm-hmm. It's your fault, and I'm mad, and now you have to do something to clean it up. Now you did one. You said one mean thing. Now you have to say three mean things to, or, th- or three nice things to me to make it up. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever agreements you have around those are boundaries, mm-hmm. and what you're tolerating, how you allow people to treat you. I mean, I've had people in my life for years and years that I wasn't fully authentic with. That's my pro. That's yeah. my stuff. Yeah, it's not their fault. If I wasn't being true to myself or I was being reactive to how they were being and it created this um, un- unhealthy cycle of, of conversation or whatever, I'm the one that had to decide that it's unhealthy. Right. So the realizations that we have, that we have boundaries that we may not even be clear on, the realization that we do have boundaries that we've been, and we're aware of those boundaries, but we still let people cross them. So where do we own it? How do we actually deal with it? And that's really what I'm trying to get to in this conversation is what is a couple of tools. You know, first and foremost, you know, uh, you know, I use the book Rising Strong as, you know, the story I'm telling myself, that's one of Brene Brown's tactics, if you will. It's one of her techniques of doing it, having a courageous conversation. Uh, One that I've used, and I don't know where I got this one from, is I actually had, so I've got like hard evidence. It's clear, plain as day. Somebody tried to work me over, right? And somebody I know, and I have to have a courageous conversation. And sitting down face-to-face with that person talking about some other stuff that was also important, but I couldn't leave this off the table. And so I start that with this simple conversation. So we're clear on all of those things. And the answer is, yep, we're good. I go, great. Now I have to have a very uncomfortable conversation. And this is a really difficult conversation for me to have, but it's important that I have it. So first know that this is tough. But this is what showed up, and I need to say it out loud. And that is X, Y, Z. And you are at the source of that. You are actually responsible for that. And I don't know what to do with it. I've never been put in this position before. So that was as straight as I could tell it without saying, you're an asshole. You tried to work me over, and I busted you. Like It's like, Hmm. now, that's often an emotional or a feeling reaction. I fortunately had time to process how I was going to handle that particular situation. And and so then I was very clear on that. But that was intentional. Well, you also weren't blaming. I wasn't. You were taking you were, you took responsibility for your side of it. Mm-hmm. This is uncomfortable for me. I need to say this because you are at the source of this. I'm not blaming you, but I think we're having a a, a collision of values. Right here. Right here, right now. This was a collision of values. Huge conversation. Yeah. And you know what? If you think about how elevating that is, because again, our fear as human beings is rejection. We're afraid of being alone. It is isolation. That's what they do to prisoners when they want to really punish them is that mm-hmm. is isolation. So when we're alone or we're in a situation in relationship, we generally as human beings try to find a solution 
that that doesn't leave me rejected or by myself or alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one thing really important right now. What's going on in our in our in our world is that we're taking a look at what our boundaries are, what we're allowing people into our lives. Are we letting people go? Are we? Are, what kind of information? What's the boundary you have around? Um, certain situations or people or their decisions or their input. Like we can't have a judgment on other people if we don't know what our own boundaries are. So defining what those boundaries are goes back to many conversations that we've had around understanding what your values are, what's important to you, what will you stand for and what won't you stand for. Yeah, because if you don't stand for something, you'll you'll, fall for anything. You'll fall for anything. And so these are conversations that are really about fine-tuning our life. And sometimes, depending on where we are and what we've got going on, we have to clean those things up. There, it is. It is a process of cleaning up, and depending on what you do for a living, depending on what industry you're in, depending on and understanding what's going on for you, you have to look and say, where have I not been clear with my boundaries, and what do I need to clean up, and how do I clean it up? And just know it doesn't always have to be confrontational. No, and sometimes, many times, people actually are blown away and they don't realize that they've taken advantage of you in a way they thought that you were a willing participant in because you weren't saying anything. Right. <laughs> so if you're tolerating that boundary, <laughs> they don't know that it's a boundary. Right. Because none of us are, well, we're not mind readers. No. You know, and I think it's really an elevated conversation to understand that boundaries don't have to be about rejection. They don't have to be negative. They don't have to be harsh. It's not an F you. It can also just be a gentle conversation that says, that doesn't work for me. You know, I I would love to, but at this point in my life, this is where I'm at. And that to me is really why it's important to actually shine a light on boundaries. Okay. And this also boils back or comes back to, I think, the conversation called and the statement called own your need. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that owning your need is also around what is that boundary and expressing what that boundary is so people don't cross it. That's what creates great and and, and more effective relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, life's hard enough without <laughs> a bunch of ambiguity around what your boundaries are. And so these are not easy necessarily conversations to have. They're not easy um you know, it's not easy to go through and define those boundaries, but the clearer you are, the more you use that muscle, the more it becomes just part of who you are. And then people know how to treat you and they know what your stand is. And I remember thinking, you know, my heart is racing, my hands are sweating, my pits are sweating. Like I'm, I don't want to have this conversation, but when you have the tools and you're able to say, this is definitely hard for me, I need to say this and I need you to not respond or however you, you know, you go through it, but it's a practice. So the tool is journal, you know, get your messy first draft out again. Another Brene, great exercise. Get mm-hmm. your messy first draft on paper. Mm-hmm. Have some bullet points in front of you and make sure. And one of the things I love about in my relationships, first of all, with you and others, is that no confrontation can happen in a text message or an email. If there's something going on and we have to clear it, we have a, I have a strong boundary around it not happening electronically because people are breaking up electronically, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that is one of my strong boundaries. So I don't know how that lands for our listeners, but it, we are in the age of technology, but we're still human beings first for as long as we're here. Take the time, get to know yourself, understand your roadmap, understand your, the own, your rules of engagement and understand that your boundaries and who you are and how you set your boundaries matter 
and yeah. that you're worth it. Uh, yeah, that electronic conversation, uh, you those go off the rail so easily, so easily misunderstood. Body language isn't being used. Tonality isn't being used. It's just words that show up and can be very offensive. And that is often, I mean, I've had that experience uh, many times over the years where it's just totally misunderstood. On both sides, by the way, something I texted or somebody texted me, I'm going, what? And anyways, so these are things that we have to look at. It's it's always about refining. It's always about taking our game to the next level, understanding uh, what we're trying to achieve. And that is, you know, a fulfillment in life and having a great life. And what does it take to do that? And, you know, it's boundaries also create powerful relationships. And because it takes the clutter out, it takes those individuals that don't honor boundaries or aren't aligned with those values. And it then allows and gives space for people to come in who honor those boundaries, who respect those boundaries, and you're clear with. So that's also about powerful relationships that go with it. Now, to your point, I think is that we shouldn't step over just quickly. In the conversation that we recently had, is around, are your feelings fooling you? So it was, you know, how do we make sure that we're not reactive in the feeling and that we're taking time to think things through? And then how do we approach it? How do we have that courageous conversation that doesn't have to be confrontational? No, and no. sometimes it's going to be, and that's just the way it is. But the point is this, to your point, which is a messy first draft, often we have to just take time, step back from it, give yourself 24 hours to think about it, and in journal, make some notes, get it out of your brain, because we have these conversations with ourselves inside our head, it's in this vacuum, and just journaling, writing it out, and actually getting clear on what it is get the feeling out of it, get into what the reality of it is. And writing is a way to do that. And I think it's a great tool. And I'm glad you brought it up because well, that's what we have to do. Absolutely. And the other thing is to never press send when you're angry. Ooh, because one. the rule of thumb is if you're getting something out, and the other thing is, is don't put the person's name in the two <laughs> in case you hit it by mistake. If you're going to use email or electronic uh, communications is wait 24, 48 hours. Don't press send when you're angry because that will bite you in the butt. And when that happens, it's really hard to repair that, um, especially if it was a misunderstanding. So basically, in conclusion, good fences make good neighbors. Good fences make good neighbors. Stephanie Hanlon, thanks very much. And listeners, if you're interested in... Uh getting together with us where once a month we do a Mindset Matters webinar where you can join us, get into some conversations and work through some additional things beyond this podcast. You can go to raincanada.com and uh, there's information there about how to join us on our Mindset Matters journey. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you, Patrick. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.